Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Welcome everyone to the top three podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today I have with me Amanda Steinberg, the founder of Daily Worth. And if anybody knows anything about entrepreneurship or women in business, they probably already know a little bit about Daily Worth. And Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. I'm, I'm great here in my home office in Philadelphia. Excellent. Can you give us a little background on Daily Worth, how you got it started, a little bit about what you're doing, and what's next for you in Daily Worth? Absolutely. So I am a serial entrepreneur, and uh, I've been starting businesses probably since I was 13, um, and I've been starting websites since I was 19. I'm 36 now, so as you can imagine, if I ever had an idea, I hacked my way to it some way or another. Um, and uh, you know, but as a computer programmer, I was always working on other people's venture-backed businesses, and I just became fascinated not only with this process of raising money in order to take something really to scale, but all of the bozos that seemed to be doing it successfully that were then hiring me and building really bad ideas. So I, of course, was executing well. It was just the ideas that were sometimes questionable. But um, you know, it really kind of inspired me to play a really big game um, and experiment with a lot of business ideas. And my latest business, which is now almost six years old, is Daily Worth. And we are the leading financial media platform specifically to help women earn more money, save more money, and learn how to invest it. Right. And I love Daily Worth. So it's a daily email with tidbits and tricks, tools, information for women that really want to get their finances in order. Yes. And it is also now a directory of financial advisors and financial planners and money coaches for women as well. We have about 30 in there and we'll have about 200 by the end of the year. So if you need help with money, you'll be able to go to Daily Worth to find that help. That's really exciting. And that's a new addition that you added on recently, if I recall. It is. It's very recent. It's about two months old. Um, and uh, I just really wanted to create a central place for all of the professionals working to help advance women's wealth. That was There's been no one to centralize it so far, so we're doing that. So tell me why that this issue is really important to you and that you this, is, this was your stake in the ground and you really wanted to tackle this and champion this for women. Sure. Well, I was raised by a single mom who always said, make sure you don't depend on a man for money. Pretty straightforward advice that some of us got, some of us didn't. Um, but then when I turned 30, uh, you know, years, years later, obviously, I realized I was making all of this money as a computer programmer, but I built a life that was so expensive that I still didn't have any. And then I realized this is actually kind of a social problem where women earn and retire with significantly less money than men. And being kind of an idealist and a social optimist, I thought, well, that's not right. There should be equality across genders. Women should have kind of equal financial security to men. So whenever you start a business, it's a good idea to have a specific problem to solve. So I decided that was a noble problem to solve through a business. I love it. I love Daily Worth. I always have. So just to get to know you a little bit more, we like to start off with um, – a success quote, something that you really believe in, you you uh, 
champion this quote. This is something that kind of leads you through your day. Can you tell us what, what that is for you? Yeah, it's always Marianne Williamson's quote, which is, as we, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. And I, I think about this quote because when I started my first web programming agency back when I was 21, I remember I put on my business suit and I made a really professional website for the business and I would go out on sales calls and I would tell a much bigger story than was actually true in terms of what our capacity was because I thought I had to be something that I wasn't in order to be successful. And I talked myself into a lot of hot water. Fortunately, I was crafty in getting out of it, but I would talk myself into situations that weren't really appropriate for what my skill set was at the time. And what I've, what I've realized kind of later in life is that when we let our own light shine, when we, when we bring out exactly who we are, it creates a magnetism and an alignment in your life that not only um, attracts, attracts an enormous amount of energy because people can really feel that it's real, um, but it also gives others permission to be who they are and not have to be something they think they should be. Which means that I don't. I don't know. Life is just much more enjoyable when people feel like they don't have to pretend or make believe, and they can be their quirky, silly, complicated, imperfect selves. I totally agree with that, one hundred percent. And I think that it's important, especially when you're building a community the way that you are, that the more real we know you are, the more trusting we know we, you know, you are, and that we can really relate to you and that you definitely know our struggles and you definitely know what we're, our challenges are. And therefore we can look to you as, as somebody that we can trust and rely on. So I, I love that quote. I think that's perfect. So we also like to ask a, a surprising secret about you to help us get to know you a little better. So tell us one of those. You know, the funniest thing that people don't know about me at all until they get to know me is that I'm actually a hippie. Uh, <laughs> like, before I started Daily Worth, I was just like a frizzy-haired, flip-flop-wearing, um, you know, like roll up my sleeves and dig in the garden kind of woman. And when I launched a financial media company, you know, I have to go on CNN and give budgeting advice. So I smoothed out my hair, I put on high heels, I play, I do that um, because I believe that it helps further the message of daily worth. It's not that it's in, you know, it's not that it's not really me, it's all really me. Um, but at the end of the day, I would be super happy to have like a nose ring and be living on an island somewhere. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So let's dig into your top three tips, money tips for female entrepreneurs. And your, your first tip is to get a skill you can always fall back on to support yourself. Can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, you know, I taught myself computer programming out of a book when I was 21 years old. And I would stay up for nights and nights on end, learning what a style sheet was, learning how to set up at the time was an access database, um, uh, learning how to connect code to it so that forms could submit online, and this became like a $100 plus per hour job that has basically, it served a lot of purposes in my life. Um, when I was transitioning from one company to another or one job to another, I always was able to pick up a computer programming job really quickly and make more than enough money to support myself. So being the crazy entrepreneur that I am, who's always experimenting and always building things, it was so absolutely vital that I had this skill so that I knew I could always take big risks, but I was never going to 
hurt my family or um, go too far into debt in the process. So uh, you don't have to become a computer programmer. I'm just saying, make sure you have a skill that pays you more than, let's say, 30 bucks an hour. So when you said that you decided to jump into computer programming, what was the impetus to that? What made you decide that's, that's something I want to teach myself? You know, it was more like I was making 10 bucks an hour as a bartender. This was my senior year in college. And then I got a secretary job at Citibank where I was just doing administrative work. And I was literally sitting there working on a project and I looked over someone's shoulder and I said, what are you doing? And they said, I'm making a database that calculates something. I don't even remember what it was so long ago. Um, and I looked at what they were doing and he told me it was called VBScript. And I was like, well, what's that? And then I remember he took like about an hour to explain the basic principles to me. And I just was super straightforward and easy. It really wasn't even that hard. It was like basic arithmetic and what's called concatenation, adding things, you know, aggregating things together. And, um, and so after looking over his shoulder, I went and I took one class in it my senior year. And then I was able to get hired by various professors, 40 bucks an hour. Um, this was my senior year of college. And I just realized, wait, there's so much money to be made in this technology thing. And it's not nearly as complicated as people think. Um, and, uh, and so it was never like, I love programming. It was more like, I love what programming lets me do in the world. Right. I think that's so awesome. random, right? Yeah. It's just random. Like you don't necessarily, you just happen upon things. Yeah. And, but you know, it's a great tip because there's, especially when you're starting your business, it can be really scary. And I think a lot of women don't start their business for fear of not having something to fall back upon. So they just stay in plan B all the time. You know, right. so I think that's a great tip. So your second tip is to study how businesses make money, not just what makes a great product. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I've started so many businesses that failed, even though the ideas were good, um, because I didn't understand profit margins. And I, I mean, I still see this today. There are businesses that can grow into the millions in revenue. It doesn't mean they're actually making any money. How, how you generate profit is a skill like anything else. So for example, um, I was helping a cousin of mine start a landscaping business and she said, so if I hire this guy at 15 bucks an hour, I should pay him, I should charge the client 20 bucks an hour. And I was like, no, 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 no. Anyone who works in services businesses knows you have to charge three times what you're paying someone else in order to see any margin. It's just like one of those rules of thumb I learned by hanging out with a lot of business dorks. Um, but she didn't know that. And so if she hadn't, if I hadn't given her that tidbit, she was going to go on, you know, running a business for years on end, trying to hire people and never making enough money. So you can figure out how to get new clients. You can figure out how to package yourself. But unless you understand the mechanics of how you actually show profit in a business, you're going to burn out. So where would you direct someone to start finding these answers in terms of if they're starting a certain business, would you say have them go interview current business owners and ask, um, forums, what, what would you say? I mean, I would say that the place I used to go all the time, I don't go there a lot right now because I have just so many mentors and investors and stuff who help me, but I used to go to Quora a lot, Q-U-O-R-A.com, which is an online kind of question and answer platform where a lot of entrepreneurs are hanging out. Mm -hmm. So you can always get some pretty amazing long responses to things. People get, there's a lot of like MIT and Harvard dorks on there too who will, give you way more formulas than you ever asked for. But, um, but that's a great place. But then the other thing is just to keep an informal network of 
business peers who are some who are a little ahead of you, some who are a little behind you. So that um, it's really a lot of this is through informal dialogue, but making sure that you're doing the investigative work mm-hmm. um, and not just going, oh, well, if I'm paying someone 15, then I should probably charge 20. Like, just don't don't jump to those conclusions unless you are sure or you're going to like it's going to take you two years to learn the hard way. Right. Ask the questions. Good one. So the third tip you have is to play video games to build perseverance. Tell me about this. Well, you know, I'm fascinated by everyone's obsession with this concept of failure only because I never even think about it. Um, And I think that's because I played so much video games as a kid and I still play them with my kids now. Because in a video game, when you're an entrepreneur, if you're not falling flat on your face 10 times a day, you're not trying hard enough. You're not doing anything risky because most risks and most risks you fail. But then it's also hard to shake off. Like I'm training a new salesperson at Daily Worth right now. She wants to move from marketing into direct selling. And I see like how hard she takes it when she gets rejected. She's like, I made 100 phone calls and only two people called me back. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. You're lucky you got to call you back. Um, And uh, But I think playing video games, like you die and regenerate so many times that you start to lose the emotional attachment to the death part and allows you to regenerate instantaneously. And it's just critical that you, that you learn how to like not even feel those, feel the feelings that come with failure because it's so constant when you're, when you're running a business. It really is so, so constant. And I talk to the Women in Art Network about this so often is that if you're not hearing no, if you're not being rejected, you're just, you're just not doing it right. Just, it's just the way it goes. We all have to deal with it, right? Totally. So let's move on to your book recommendation. Yeah. The hard you know, thing I'm about actually, hard things. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it right now. It's um, Ben Horowitz's new book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And the reason I'm reading it right now is I got to tell you, like, I have a, I'm very close with my two sisters who are in very creative, um, uh, high-paying, senior executive positions that they love. And I have been building Daily Worth for almost six years now, and I still wake up with, like, giant panic attacks at 3 o'clock in the morning, um, and cash flow can be so hard. Like, I never thought when I got to a business that had 10 employees and a million subscribers and millions of dollars in revenue that, I would, that it would still be so damn hard. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm reading this book, because, like, you just have to – a lot of people sign up for entrepreneurship because they want a life of freedom and they want a life of creativity and they want to love what they do. And I just think that um, a lot of people mistake, in, uh, mistake this path of entrepreneurship as kind of like peace, financial prosperity and freedom and that the corporate ranks or the part-time job or working in a small business is the opposite because people have such negative experiences with jobs. And I think that the reverse is also true. Um, you can have part-time jobs and full-time jobs that feed you and create stability. And entrepreneurship can be kind of excruciatingly painful for like decades on end. So just make sure you really know why you're signing up or what you're signing up for. Um, because there are definitely days where I think to myself, as much as I, my business is such a dream come true and I am so, so, so proud of myself for what I've built, there are still days where I'm going, am I out of my freaking mind? Who would voluntarily sign up for this if they knew what it really took? <laughs> like you have to be certifiable sometimes. Like I have to stop going to the wine store because 
I'm like, it's just, it's, it's, the stress is, is, is sometimes crushing. Oh, I'm so happy that you said that. I don't think people talk about this enough, especially in terms of, of women getting started. And, and I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that in a position that you're in and the success that you've built, that it's still not all, you know, yoga and rainbows every day, you know, and people think that once you get to a certain level that it's going to be easier and it's going to be greater. And then once you get to a certain level, everything's going to be perfect. And it's just, it really is difficult all the time. Not to say that it's not rewarding, but it, it's, it's pretty difficult. So, yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like, you, have a, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars in just payroll every month. It's like you lose one. Co- I mean, it's, the amount of financial responsibility, the amount of money that flows in and out of a company that's bigger. It's like, at least when our payroll was 25 grand, I could like sell another web project and like make and run it on a credit card or God knows what I was doing back in the day. But you know what I mean? It's like when you have a company that's bigger, it's actually, it can be harder in a lot of ways because the responsibility is so overwhelming. So to veer off for a second, what, what kinds of things do you do in order to help you stay calm when the panic attacks arise when, because that is a lot of responsibility. You have people's payroll on, on the on the line. What what kinds of things do you do as an entrepreneur to keep yourself calm? I I wake up every morning and I ask, how can we make more money today? I stay very focused on revenue and I don't get distracted by like website migrations and design projects and blog posts and stuff like that. I literally am like, what are we going to build today and who's going to pay us a lot of money for it? Like that's, that's number one. So that I always have like a big pipeline of revenue coming down the pike. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is that, um, I, I keep reminding our board of directors and our investors that it's not all up to me, that they have to help. So like if we're going through a new capital raise or whatever, um, I have to remember that my job as a leader is to empower everyone else, not to do it myself and to become the facilitator at the center, not the doer of it all. And then the final thing is, is, um, you know, is that, we, I don't live in Syria, you know, it's, I don't live in, you know, I'm not one of those poor young girls in Nigeria. It's only business at the end of the day. Um, and if it ever gets to the point where it's, it's really going to harm me, if I think, and there have been times where I think, you know, I'm going to get cancer and end up in the hospital if I stay with this level of stress and something has to change. Um, you know, at the end of the day, folding a business, even if you have taken investor capital, because it's just that stressful, it's not worth it. Like you're not a failure if you if you go back into the um, corporate world and get a job or find a part-time job at all. You're actually taking care of yourself um, and it's all ego that's telling you otherwise. I love that and I totally agree. Awesome. So if you could challenge our listeners today to take action on something, something that would move their business forward, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, I would just challenge you to focus on revenue. How much money are you trying to make in 2014? And what are the very concrete steps that you are taking to get there? And is it working? Um, Because as business owners, sometimes we forget that the point of a business is to make money and we get distracted with a lot of other things. So my challenge to you is make sure your 2014 goals are very, very clear and that you understand precisely what it is you're going to do in order to get there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. I've always loved Daily Worth and I love chatting with you and uh, we are so excited for everything that's new that's going on and we have our eyes on you. We'll be watching and let us know if you need anything. Thank you. All right, Amanda. Talk soon.
Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.